Hey guys, welcome back. This is Kevin, and I am just so glad to have you back with me. It is really a privilege to be able to share with you guys the things that the Lord has been putting on my heart. I really feel that you you gentlemen are uh, brothers of kindred spirit. Uh, you are hungry for some of the same things I'm hungry for and thirsty for the things I'm thirsty for. We've been going through the book of Isaiah together over the last several episodes, but actually today I want to do something a little different. I want to take pivot for an episode. Last time we talked about the law and the testimony, and we talked about how uh, how important it is to have brothers in your life who testify, bear testimony to you of truth. And uh, every Friday morning, uh, I have a group of guys uh, that serve that role in my life. Um, and we, we get together and, and we talk about truth. And I just want to uh, challenge you, if you don't yet have a group of guys in your life that you're meeting regularly with, uh, you really need to find one. You need to find a group right away this week seriously um and if you're in a group and you find that all all you guys are talking about is is sports or cars or politics it is time to find a new group because i'm telling you it's urgent to your soul to have other men um bearing testimony to the truth in your life and so this last friday uh i got together with with my guys and we we um we talked about being thirsty and uh, the ramifications and of that and the solutions for that. And, and I want to just kind of share uh, our time together with you uh, to allow you to participate in, in my group. Uh, we opened up the book to Psalm 63. I invite you to turn there if you have a Bible. And uh, we're going we're gonna to take a chapter out of King David's life. A chapter where he reveals the secret of being thirsty for God. And I think there's no uh, more important attribute in our life uh, for our character and for our future than to be thirsty for God. So let me just open with a word of prayer. Holy God, King of all kings, creator and sustainer, we need you. We need you deeper and deeper in our hearts and our lives and our minds. I need you to speak to me, to guide me, and to strengthen me. And I, I pray that for the guys who are listening to me right now. And I pray that right now, today, as we dig into your word, oh, Father, be gracious to us and speak to us and show us the path. Thank you, Lord. We praise you. Amen. Psalm 63. Read it with me, starting in verse 1. Oh, God. <laughs> You are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My body longs for you in a dry and weary land where there is no water. Here's a picture of a guy who knew what it was like to be thirsty. He had spent years traveling in very dry, barren deserts, and he knew what it was like to be thirsty. How do you know when you're thirsty? <laughs> that's a... That's a uh, sounds like a funny question, but seriously, um, in the physical sense, how do you know when you are thirsty? I, quite honestly, often I, I don't. I used to get dehydrated a lot at work. I'd get so busy uh, doing my job that I'd just forget to drink. And I sometime in the afternoon would, uh, you know, start getting lightheaded or headache or dizzy or just, you know, not very good concentration. And, and then it would suddenly dawn on me, wow, I haven't, I haven't taken a drink in hours. And so now I keep a uh, mug of water uh, at my desk at all times so I can keep sipping throughout the day, stay hydrated, right? It's important for our bodies. 
sometimes we don't recognize that we are thirsty. And that is true in the spiritual realm, that sometimes you guys might be suffering the the uh, symptoms of thirst and you don't even recognize it. You don't realize what you're thirsty for. And maybe the symptoms for you spiritually are just uh, a dryness in your time with the Lord or uh, just a frustration. I was talking to a guy uh, the other day who just shared that he's just kind of always complaining. He's always, uh, you know, criticizing. He's always critical. And and uh, uh, even um, his wife was telling him, you're, you're depressed. And he said, no, I'm not depressed. And she said, yeah, you are. And, and he was, uh, he, he finally realized, wow, I, I've been, I've been, frustrated and and uh critical and i didn't realize it that there was a sign there that that is thirst that is unrecognized thirst and uh i get the same way oftentimes i i don't realize um what it is that my body and my soul is trying to tell me and that is i need a drink (laughs) i just need a drink of the of the lord almighty and um i know that you guys if you've been listening to this uh, podcast for any time now, uh, it's just a sign to me that you you really are thirsty and you've recognized that thirst. And um, so I want to read through this chapter and figure out what do you do? What did David do when he was thirsty? And he makes it clear right there in the very first verse, Oh God, you're my God. Earnestly, I seek you. When you're thirsty, you seek after God. Guys, getting thirsty is um, is dangerous. In the physical sense, I had a friend, another friend, who uh, shared with me a time when he was super thirsty. He said he was uh, in a race and um, a bike race, and he um, skipped one of the hydration stations, and he he was just trying to blaze a trail across the you know make make good ground. And well, he was out in uh, the countryside, you know. Got in the boonies, thirty miles from from the nearest water, and uh, he started realizing how thirsty he was. His mouth started getting dry and clammy, and then just filled with cotton, and uh, got to the point where he could not even think about anything else but getting water. He was so thirsty. He said he really felt like he was going to die. He was just he was just so agonizing. And then all of a sudden, his legs cramped up right in the middle of a of a pedal and they just froze solid and he got not one but four charlie horses both two in both hams and two in both quads and so his legs just physically locked up and he's he couldn't he barely managed to get to stop his bike and get off without crashing and it took him like a minute just to get his leg off of the seat off of around, you know, straddling the bike, and he just collapsed in the grass. And eventually, uh, uh, one of the vans from the the, the race um, folks came and and um, you know took care of his needs. But guys, getting thirsty is dangerous. It can it can if go if you go without the the, the quenching uh, liquid that you need to stay hydrated, you can lock up and crash. And the, that is true spiritually. That's what David was experiencing. He said, my soul thirsts for you. My body longs for you in a dry and weary land where there is no water. I have gone through many times in my life where I just feel like God is distant and I'm dry and I'm 
I just need him, but I don't know how to find him. And I'm and I and I I I feel my soul feels parched, and I don't know how to get a drink. So what did David do when he felt that way? How did he quench his soul? Look at verse two. He remembers. He remembers something. He said, I remember seeing you in the sanctuary and beholding your power and your glory. This is the, this is the words of a man who's remembering what it was like to be close to God. That's the first step, I think, in quenching your thirst is to letting your mind go back to those days when you were walking with him. Go back to those early days when you just thought of him all the time, when you were just enjoying prayer and enjoying fellowship and enjoying worship. He says, David said, I remember the joy of going to your sanctuary, of worshiping you, of beholding your power and your glory, of seeing you at work, seeing you active in my life. That is what I want again. I remember. And then he thinks of the, he goes to the next step and beyond remembering, he goes into worship and he starts just adoring God for his love. He says, because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. Gentlemen, I can tell you categorically and without hesitation that you are thirsty for love. I know that without question because that is how God has designed you. You are thirsty for love. Now, if you're single and you're listening to me, then you might think that you're thirsty for the love of a woman. And that's a good thing. God wants us to, it's not good for man to be alone. But I'll tell you what, you find that woman, she will not quench the thirst of your soul. You are thirsty for the love of God, for the love of the King, the Creator. David had experienced that love, and he knew he could bear testimony that that love is better than life. He said, if I could have anything in this life or I could have God's love, I would choose his love. That's what I crave. That's what my body and soul and spirit is craving. I want to know the love of God. I want to experience it. I want to enjoy it because it is better than life. And when I think about it, I can't help but praise you. My lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live. And in your name, I will lift up my hands because your love is better than life. And then he gives a description that I really just love. He says, my soul, he's still thinking about his love, but he says, my soul will be satisfied as with fat and rich foods. I love that. With fat and rich food. Think about that, guys. That We're talking about bacon, right? <laughs> he's saying, your love satisfies my soul like bacon fills my breakfast. <laughs> It is so good to just bask and bathe in the love of God. And that, gentlemen, is what you're thirsty for. Whether you know it or not, you might just be trying to tough it out, trying to gain ground. You, you've passed the hydration station. You're just trying to push through. I'm telling you, you're headed for a crash. You need to stop. You need to remember and you need to just bask in the love of God. One of the ways to do that, David says, is 
Verse 6, on your bed. On my bed, I remember you. I think of you through the watches of the night. I was telling the guys uh, Friday that um, what I think about when I'm lying in bed at night is a good indicator of where my heart's at. On my good days, when I lie in bed, I will think about God. My mind will go to God and I'll just start talking to him, you know, quietly about the, about the day. I'll just think through my day and just ask him, you know, Lord, what were you doing in all these different places? Help me to interpret what your objective was in all these different, uh, you know, circumstances in my life today. What, what were you trying to teach me? And, and then I'll talk to him about what, what do we want to do tomorrow? What, what adventure do you want me to take on tomorrow? And, and I'll just go to sleep thinking about God and just praying to him and talking to him. That's that's all my good days. <laughs> on my bad days, I'll go to bed and I won't think about them at all. And I, I'll, my mind will, will wander off into all sorts of nonsense. But David says, if you want to cultivate that love relationship with God, it's important to do it on your bed. Lie in bed at night and just worship the Lord until you fall asleep. And as soon as you wake up the next morning, let the first thing that you think of is your king and let your mind just fly back to him and say, Lord, thank you for another day. What do you have in store for me today? On my bed, I'll remember you. I'll think of you through the watches of the night. Because you are my help, I will sing in the shadow of your wings. Oh, I love that picture, guys. It's such a helpless um, picture of little chicks um, nestled up under their the mother hen, uh, and they're so vulnerable, so so weak, and so dependent upon their mother to just cover them with their wings, and, and that's that's how God wants us to to be with Him, just to come and depend entirely upon Him, and just to say, Lord, I can't make it through this day. I can't make it. I'm thirsty. This is a dry and weary. I'm in a desert here. I'm not going to be able to survive unless you shadow me and keep me cool and keep me protected and, and, and just embrace me with your wings, with your arms. I need the love of God to just cover me. But I think the, the my favorite verse in all of this passage is um, this verse 8. Because I think in this verse, he, he gives us the ultimate secret to what it is to stay close enough to God that your thirst is truly quenched. And he gives it in two lines. He says this. First he says, my soul clings to you. And then he says, your right hand upholds me. Let's take a look at both of those lines one at a time. My soul clings to you. That word cling is a really interesting word. I did a kind of a word study where I looked that word up throughout the Old Testament, how it's used throughout the Old Testament. And, and, and it has two um, related but distinct meanings. One is that it, is, uh, it means to pursue, to, to follow closely. Uh, there, oftentimes armies would pursue other armies or, or pursue, um, pursuing David even. Saul's army was pursuing David. They were 
chasing on their heels. And, and David says, I, I'm chasing you. I'm seeking you. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for you and I want to run after you. But there's another meaning for the word cling. And it's probably the one that comes more to mind in the English word for cling. And that is to grasp hold and hold on tight, to wrap your arms into the, someone's garment and to just, to just to bury yourself in the, into their, you know, in, in a hug, in an embrace. There's one uh, verse where it says that there was a soldier who was fighting all day long until he was so exhausted that his hand froze to the handle of his sword. It, it, it clung to the sword. You just imagine this, this fist just clinging tight to this sword handle. And that's the picture that David has in his mind. I cling tight to you. I, my, I'm exhausted, but I am just going to hold on tight to my God. I want you and I will embrace you. I will chase you. And when I catch you, I will embrace you and I will hold on for all I have. But David says, that's not enough. And that's why he goes on to the second half of this verse. He says, your right hand upholds me. You see, my soul clings to you with all my might, but I don't have much might. <laughs> if it weren't for you, I would not be able to hold on. And so that's why I trust that your right hand upholds me. Even when I slip, even when I fail, even when I let go and my arms grow weak and weary and I forget that I'm thirsty or I try to quench my thirst with all sorts of other ridiculous uh, alternatives, your right hand upholds me. He's got this picture of this father holding a baby in his arms. His right hand, the strength of your hand is, is, is supporting all of my weight. And you are holding me. Yes, I'm clinging to your shirt, but it's you holding me there. What an amazing and beautiful picture. Guys, God wants us to chase for him. He wants us to seek him earnestly. But you can't ever forget that it is he who is giving you the desire. It is he, if you find yourself thirsty, it's because he made you thirsty. And why? Because he wants you close. He wants to hold you, to embrace you. He wants to satisfy your thirst. So gentlemen, I just want to encourage and challenge you. Recognize your thirst. Have you noticed how thirsty you are? And if you have... Seek God to satisfy your thirst. Jesus says, If any of you thirst, let him come to me and drink, and out of him will flow fountains of living water. Oh, gentlemen, the living water in the desert. Those fountains will flow out of you and you will quench the thirst of others because you'll be telling them of Jesus. They will flow out of you and they will water the desert around and the, and the grass will grow and the flowers will bloom because the water is flooding out of you because it's pouring into you from the source of living water himself. Gentlemen, if you're thirsty, seek earnestly your God because he earnestly wants to hold you. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, this morning in church, uh, the pastor read in Mark chapter 1, 
the story of where you, Lord Jesus, early in the morning, you went out and found a uh, a solitary place long before the light had dawned so that you could pray. And I just got this picture of how thirsty you were for intimacy with your Father. And it just reminded me how much I want to do that too. I want to, I want to set aside time every day, early in the morning, to seek you earnestly. Because Lord, I know that if I don't, my soul will get so dehydrated. And I know how dangerous it'll be. I know I will be headed for a crash if I don't quench my thirst in you. So Father, I pray for these guys. I pray for those who uh, who have been wondering lately what what's going on. Why are they so frustrated? Why are they so grumpy? Why are they so uh, vulnerable to temptation? Lord, I know that you want to tell them right now it's because they are thirsty for living water. And I pray, Father, that like David, we would say, Oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. Help us to seek Help us to find, help us to drink, quench our thirst. We love you, Jesus. You're so good. In Jesus' name, amen.